we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. And today's special guest, ladies and gentlemen, he is a, um, what do you call it? He is a personality on the Ellen DeGeneres show, a.k.a. he famous, um, Kaylin Allen. Stoked as fuck to have Kalen Allen on that episode. Uh, it's actually funny how this all came to be. I posted something on Twitter the other day and he replied to it and he had the verified badge. So I was kind of like, who is this? Clicked on it. And then I was like, how do I know this person's name? And then I scrolled and I realized that my girlfriend, Lauren, had just shown me a couple of his videos like a week or two before this of him like reacting to food. And I was like laughing at that shit. So I'm like, oh, yo, I know this guy. And then I DM'd him. I said, yo, it'd be cool if you got on the podcast. And he said, yo, that'd be awesome. I'm down. And then two days later, this interview happened, which is crazy. The power of the internet is fucking wild. And you'll learn about that in his story because the internet literally changed his life from reaction videos of eating food, like in college, just in his dorm room to waking up with millions of views on his videos a call from ellen to come on her show and then literally she gives him a a job on the spot to like be a personality on her show full 180 insane life wild he's literally acting in films he's talking about acting and doing a live theater he's got theater events coming up just the power of uh social media is insane and we really get into it here so thank you uh thank you for coming on the show kaylin this was awesome um if you uh if you uh, want to hear the Q&A experience, we have that at the end too, where I got to ask them some extra questions and let our Black Window Cream private community on uh, Patreon ask him questions as well. So make sure to tune into that. Other than that, uh, there's nothing really else to plug. We have the Black Window Cream Dutch Bros contest, which is currently underway. That wraps up on August 25th. So make sure if you're competing to submit by 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on August 25th for your, for your entry to count. And then we're flying one winner to Las Vegas. Man, that's crazy. One of our contests is flying someone to Las Vegas. We've The last contest flies someone to um, Sacramento. Black Widow Cream lit, all right? We got fire-ass contests. So compete in that shit. Compete hard. We want to see the talent. We want to find the, the illest creators out there. Um, and more to come. We're stoked. We love doing contests. So that's it. Um, shopbwnc.com if you want to get some merch that mug is dope right here this hat I'm wearing is dope right here this t-shirt is dope right here we have so many more in the merch store so I don't know why I keep whispering I think it's because I've recorded a lot today and my throat's kind of hurting <clears throat> and I also always think that in my head I'm actually a mo- uh, like a movie trailer voice in a world but it's never as good but I do it anyway so anyway uh, yeah thanks for listening to this episode um Love y'all. Hope you have a good week and uh, enjoy it. Let's get into it. Right, motherfucking now! Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we are back with another Black with no cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. What? 
Kalen Allen. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for doing that intro with me. Absolutely. I feel like it's a good way to start, like, start the day, start a podcast, just mm-hmm. stare weird at a camera and mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you know, it really helps you get grounded. It gives you time. That's right. Right. That's very right. Right. Um, you're very funny. Thank you. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. Maybe <laughs> maybe your millions and millions of views that you get on YouTube. <laughs> Recently, people have been telling me a little something or something along the sorts. I, so, I was telling you this right before this, but you had, you had responded to one of my posts on Twitter. Right. Literally two days ago, I think. Yes. Maybe three. Yesterday. And yesterday? It was a day ago. God damn. And I was like, I saw you. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. I love Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> you literally were like, so you responded to a post I made like, like complimenting me. I was like, oh uh-huh. shit, how do I know you? And I look and I'm like, my girl had just shown me your stuff. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then I just respond like, yo, you're hilarious. You want to get on the podcast? Yeah, yep. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Dunzo. I know. And today's my first day of vacation. Today's your vacation? Uh-huh. What a way to do it. I was like, let's do it. You could have gone to the beach, but you came to the BWNC office. You know it. That's dope. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, okay, so for people who do not know who you are, could uh-huh. you like nutshell explain to them who you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, well, where I am currently talent at is the Ellen DeGeneres show. Squad! Yeah. That's tight. But I have only been in LA for now about a year and a half. Mm. I was originally living in Philadelphia. Yeah. I went to Temple University as a theater and film double major. And then one night during my senior year, first semester, I came across this cornbread video. And <laughs> I love this. I know, right? Yeah. It's so random. And I don't know why, but something in me said, Caitlin, you should make a video to this. Of course. So I put up my phone, made a video, posted it on social media that night, woke up the next morning, and all my apps were crashing. It was lit. Because it had gone viral. But what, like, I know, I'm sure you've explained this a million fucking mm-hmm. times, but when you say, like, you saw this cornbread video, yeah. to me, sometimes, you know those ads that play when you're waiting for YouTube and all yeah. of a sudden an ad comes up? Yeah. I catch myself, it's always like that. Hey, what's up? That's my Lamborghini in the car. Yeah, my office is in the garage. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You want to make a million dollars? And I'm just always catching myself like, nin, 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 like <laughs> making fun of it. And I'm right. like, damn, I need to record like a little reaction video. See, look. That was it? That was that just- was a, It was an action and it was an ad. It was an ad on Facebook. I was just scrolling through the, the timeline. And then you just, just went in. Yeah. And then I just figured out how to like pull the video, make the content. And then I was like, once the first video went viral, I was like, oh, I guess this is a thing. I should make some more. Because everybody was like, do you have any more? We want to see more. So then I made three more in that same week. And those all went viral as well. What the hell? And so then I was like, okay, well, I should start making a YouTube channel so that there's a library for them all to right. live in. Because this was on Facebook? Right, exactly. So then, well, it was on Facebook and Twitter, okay, really. Got it. And so then that's when I decided that I would make the Kalen Reacts YouTube page. Mm. And so then I uploaded all the videos there. And then I would just like try and find little cute videos. And then two weeks later was Thanksgiving break. And I went home and I made the mac and cheese video. Classics. And then I also, then when I got back from Thanksgiving break, I made the potato salad cake video. <laughs> and the potato salad cake video is the one that got Ellen's attention. That's so crazy. Yeah, so it was literally in three weeks' times. God damn. Yeah, and then all that happened, and then I flew out, and I taped an episode of the show, and then it aired January 2nd, and that was when it was announced that I had signed a deal with Ellen, and I was moving to L.A. So, yeah, there's a video of you online, and you go on Ellen, mm-hmm. and she basically like tells you you're really funny and all yep. that stuff, and you're just kind of like, oh, shit, like you're with Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. And then she presents you a job, like a... Right. Oh, is it a job, or is it like you're signed to her label, if she has a label? I don't know what it, you would call it's, it. It's like... Her agency or something like that? It? Yeah, so it's like, it's it is a job, but it's not like a 
nine to five. Right. So it's like, I am kind of like a talent correspondent, right. if that makes no, sense. No, definitely. Yeah, so like I have my own series. Yep. That is, you know, weekly. And then there is um, also I do stuff for the show. So think of it kind of like Chloe and Hallie. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very much yeah, that. Under Parkwood and stuff. Exactly. Like that. Right, right, so right. it's that same type of That's dope. thing. That's dope. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's in three weeks? In three weeks. What the fuck? In three weeks. That's dope. Shout yeah. out to Ellen. Uh huh. I mean, that, that's a literal, literal life changer. Right. Like that's insane. So right. now, so now, how common are you creating for her for her network? So I'm there every single day. Okay. So my series is every single Saturday, Got and it. it comes out on Ellen Digital. Right. On Ellen Tube. So you shoot everything at her at, studio. Yeah, I shoot everything at Warner Brothers. Right. And so, but then for the show <laughs> Yo, content, think about how wild. Like think about how fucking wild this shit is. Okay. Like you were at in school. Right. In school. And then you dropped out. I'm a, I'm no, I finished. You finished. School. So I finished school here. So right. I moved out to LA and I was going Fuck. to Ellen during the day and I finished school at night. And then I graduated in May. What made you want to finish school? Well, I was on a full ride scholarship. Okay. And so I had already done four years. I was like, I'm not just about to yeah. lose out on my paper, you right. know? And me, I'm always about safety. Yeah. And it was like, uh, this could drop any time. For sure. And I need to get a job, right. you know? Damn. So I was like, I'd rather have the cushions. So. What'd you go to school for? Uh, theater and film. So I was a double major. There we go. Yeah. That's cra- that is insane. Mm-hmm. I, I literally watched a couple of videos because I'm like, oh, first I just thought you were hilarious. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, get on the podcast because this is like reaction videos are fucking hot right now and everyone uh-huh. loves them and shit and you right. find a niche. But then listening to it, I'm like, yo, what the, f-? like she literally gave him a platform that expanded because you know how YouTube is. You might've right. just hit like a good algorithm day right. or something, you know exactly. what I mean? For a couple of weeks. Yeah. But then yeah. she, I mean, she, created her own algorithm you right. know what I mean like they give her a little bit more priority than everyone else so exactly. now you get to post content there every that's insane right congratulations thank you how's it feel it feels great and I just think what I love the most about it is the other opportunities that I've gotten to do like I've already shot a movie that's I shot crazy. a movie with Seth Rogen so I've done that what the hell and then I saw I, that that's in post-production right yeah now, right? yeah exactly and I walked in fashion week like I've done far beyond any of my expectations would have ever been. That is insane. Is there, how many, like, does Ellen have several segments like this or are you one of the few that? I'm the only one that is in-house. Got it. Aside from like Jeannie, who is the receptionist, but also works as a correspondent and then like Twitch, who is on every day as the the DJ. But that's like it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Then we have like kids (laughs) that come in every now and then, but I'm like the only one that is there every single day. So so going back, this is so when did that first video drop? This was like first one was first video came out in November of 20. I want to say 2017. Yep. So did, did you imagine at that point when you submitted that video that, that you would understand that that's basically like a resume for no. a job? No, not at all. And the crazy thing is that when the deal was first um, brought up to me from Ellen was that originally I was just going to make videos from Philadelphia. Uh-huh. I was the one that chose to move to L.A. Because I knew if I was in Los Angeles, I would be more accessible. Hell yeah. You know, and more opportunities would come. That was the best decision I ever made. Right. You know? So I literally didn't even say bye to any of my friends because we were all on break at that point. So I literally just flew back, packed up all my stuff and moved. So it literally came out, did the taping, came home, grabbed your shit, dipped. Yep. Did you fly out here? Yep. Wow. I flew and then shipped. 13 boxes Ugh. yeah and actually the second my second appearance on the show I talk about that about how I shipped everything and like they broke my TV and like it was a whole <laughs> thing and then Ellen gives me a TV <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who is she like that's I know it's like my fairy godmother right it's crazy it's like when Oprah would do all the like surprise you know what uh-huh. I mean like 
that's crazy yep. you got in such a fucking ill spot that's mm-hmm. dope shout out that's so now that you're doing it every week do you find it like easier or is it more challenging because you feel like you always got a one up the week before it is it is challenging to do reaction videos right. i don't really necessarily i wouldn't say i wouldn't i don't like to do them but to me i'm all about growth all right. the time and i'm always trying to figure out how can i be better than who i was the day before right especially within my content and so it's like i only do reaction videos on a basis that i find that the video is good mm. and that I find I can make jokes about or that can be entertaining. Yeah, you know? I can imagine that's like difficult after you start building notoriety for that mm-hmm. and then you kind of have to live up to it but then sometimes it becomes, now it's like a job kind of. Right, exactly. So you're like acting. Yeah, exactly. And also it's that people started to catch on yeah. and people wanted to be on Ellen so then they would just purposely make bad recipes and it's like baby, you know you're wow. not eating that. Like It's like nobody would eat that on earth so it's like I don't even want to do videos that aren't genuine. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. So you would do you do it based on submissions? Or are you looking for stuff to? They usually just pop up. Like people tag like, me oh, all the time on Twitter and stuff like that. So yeah, they usually just pop up or something like that. <laughs> That's so dope. And I'm like, okay, great. Oh, I'll do a video on this, you yeah. know, or something like that. So now I try to be more creative and find different kind of you know niches that other people are interested in, or like I like to do parodies of stuff because right. I don't necessarily consider myself to be a YouTuber. Yeah, just because. I just wasn't in that world and I'm not the type of person that, you know, like makeup influencers just do makeup, you know, like that's not me. So what I'll do is like, I'll think, okay, well, these beauty influencers are over here doing makeup. Well, how about I'll figure out how to do makeup even though I've never done it before, you know, stuff like that, you know? That's dope. Yeah. Uh, So ever since you signed her, I looked at your YouTube channel and Mm -hmm. you hadn't posted in a while. Like, well, yeah. So now all my content is pushed out through Ellen's. On her channel. So it all is on the Ellen Show page. But is that, I feel like your is your channel naturally still growing though because yes. of the notoriety? Because you yes. are like a guap of subscribers. Right. Yes, yes. No, it, it grows because of the original videos. Right. So those original videos are still there and people still watch them to this day. So sick. And so the subscribers just continue to grow even though there's never any new <laughs> content posted there. Are you able to post content there or you have to like keep it all for this? Like if so, you were like, I'm going to do a vlog or something, I could do it? Well, we're working on it. So what we've been doing basically is just figuring out what works and what doesn't, right, you know? Right, and so right. now I think we're starting to move into where I'll start having like some content that is being pushed out through my YouTube and Dope. figuring out what that is, like vlogs and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, stuff that is extra, you right. know? Well, because I think it's like you get one a week and you can see the 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 way this trajectory is going and like right. what we, I mean, at one point, like last year, it was just like the thing to do it every single day, right. to do a nine minute video every single day. Like mm-hmm. fans are that addicted that they need something new. Right. I mean, through B's, she, she drops the album and they're like, we need, where's the next one? Exactly. And it's like, damn, you just got it right. three just hours gave you ago. Something. Right. You exactly. heard it maybe twice. Like, right enjoy it for a while but uh-huh. like I feel like that's gotta be hard maybe if there is a demand but yes. at the same time it's like you're spending so much time and adding value to that one specific piece that you make every right. week right I don't know what do you what do you think um it's so funny that you you mentioned Beyonce because I kind of think that's kind of how like I do it in my formula myself is that I try to remove myself mm. from it so it's like I very rarely watch it Right or even look and see what the views are, the likes, or even go into the comments. It's like once it's out, it's out, and then I leave. Yeah, you know? it, I try to separate myself because I have to be able to keep it fresh. Yeah, and also I can't let anyone's opinions start to affect right my artistry and how I operate. Cause yeah, you have to learn that 
everybody's going to have a problem with something. Totally. You know, somebody's not going to like something. That's fine. That just comes with the territory. You have to not, you have to learn how to not take it personally. Yeah. You know, and so I care more about quality than quantity. Right. I'm not going to push out just a whole bunch of videos just because you want them. Yeah, just to stay relevant of exactly. whatever sort. I'm not interested yeah, in yeah, that. Yeah. I'd rather it be good. I'd rather have a hundred great videos than 10 videos that were just like, okay totally you know yeah it's not worth it to me no i feel that i feel like it's a you got to find the perfect balance between it especially like when it's pending your presence right. you know what i mean you want to make sure you're striking the right chords with the right people exactly it's got to be so different like i mean you were just i mean it's obviously incredibly different because it literally changed like that overnight so right. it's not like you had time to live in what you were doing as an independent right. creator you know right. what i mean like you were just testing shit out and posting mm-hmm. videos and like literally, were you just filming it with your phone? Yeah, with my iPhone. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yo, and I like, I'm like, you put me on email, you got your publicist. I'm like, man, he's got publicist everything. He blew oh, up. I know, I got a whole team now. Got a bunch of people on Instagram. Like you really did that. That's uh-huh. crazy. So do you ever feel nervous as like, when you go into creating like, oh fuck, if this one doesn't hit, maybe this is over. Like, you know what I mean? Or do you have to like constantly? I think when I first started. Yeah. I think when I first started, I used to get so Oh, my anxiety used to be out of the roof. How'd like, you deal with that? I just, I really had to just, I think the more time, I can honestly, it was just time. Hmm. It was like, at first, I used to get really nervous. I used to think everybody hated everything because I felt like I had a lot to live up to, you Hell know? Yeah. I think it was a lot all happening all at once and I didn't really know how to handle it or balance it. And hmm. I remember I got really depressed. Damn. Like I got really, really depressed. Right. And I think I just finally came to the conclusion myself was just like, I cannot make content that is supposed to make so many people happy if I don't, if I'm not happy myself, you know? So I think I separated myself from the content and I just stopped caring. I started just focusing on making good content that I was happy with because I feel like that is where the happiness can be transferred between the consumer and the creator. Right. You know? Hmm. I see that all the time too. Like in, I mean, it's easier for me because it's not like I'm getting like that many comments on my shit. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But like still you see it and then all all the comments are like, oh, this is dope, this is dope, this is dope. And then there's the one fucking person that's just like, Oh, you could have done this different, made right. it better, and I'm and I'll. And that's so many what times. bothers you. Yeah, it goes nuts, it's right? Crazy. It doesn't make sense to me how I can have all these people say that they love me, blah 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 blah. That one negative comment, it's like, and I always say that it always felt like because I feel like that's the truth. Yeah, like I feel everybody else just kissing ass. Yeah, you know. I'm like, wait, so does it suck? Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Does this suck? But then I, I know, I know my content is fire. Like right. I know what I for sure have worked too fucking hard uh-huh. to not like make good shit yeah so then there's those few times where i just like go in on them yeah that's it <laughs> just like that's really the key you want to talk about this let's talk about this yeah but do you feel like you have to hold back too because people can turn that shit against you like oh this is what this guy said he's he, he's an asshole because he responded like uh-huh. this to his fans well oh, you're not a fan i'm really bad at that i am the king of clapbacks yeah like i am always ready to clap back on somebody <laughs> and I, I i do have to catch myself sometimes yeah, I know. sometimes i just want to read people for filth you know and i'm like okay whatever i'll just let it go man you know? i know i it's you gotta like pick and choose your battles but yeah. sometimes it's even the times where you try to do something good like maybe you make a post about something that's uh-huh. like charity based or whatever uh-huh. and someone says some shit like negative about it right. I'm like man or you could have helped this this people what? I know but you people just don't look into stuff and that's mm-hmm. what like that's where I think you make the right choice by not paying attention to that stuff yeah. and floating 
elsewhere because yeah. you're going to focus on making bigger and better moves. Right. Those people are just going to float off and just right. keep chilling at their nine to five that they hate right. every day. Well, I mean, when I first started, because it, was, uh, it wasn't because I, I hadn't started my own series yet. So it was actually a lot more frequent. Like sometimes you would get maybe like two videos a week or something like that. Sure. And people would be like, oh, his 15 seconds will be over or whatever. And I feel really bad because these people have been having to reset their clocks for weeks now. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's like, no. And I, I think what <laughs> happens is that you have to believe in yourself. You have to have trust that your talent right. is exquisite, you right. know, and can handle it, you yeah. know. And that's all you have to worry about. Yeah. And I was very true. I was just, we were listening to uh, Lil Nas X just dropped his EP, and I was yeah. like, this dude called this EP Panini. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck is this about? Right, exactly. Yeah, but think about how challenging that's got to be for someone like him who's uh-huh. f- probably facing the same thing that you did. It's yeah. like you a one-hit wonder. I mean, right. that's the biggest song of the year, right. and he's got to come back. Right. And I listened to the EP at first, and it was just kind of like all over the place, but now it's like, they're putting those songs in my mix, my playlist, and I start hearing. I'm like, damn, this shit bangs. Like, right? This is, yeah, you get. He's got to it. it. He's good. Right. But that's that's on him because he could have gave up. You yeah. could have gave up. I mean, yeah. all of us can be in that position. But right. I think it's interesting because we talk a lot about what well, we just recently did. Uh, we have a morning roast segment where, like mm-hmm. on Wednesdays, we just deep dive into a topic, and we talked about creative depression. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's such an interesting topic because a lot of creators face it yeah. and give up way too soon. Like, yeah. and that shit drives me nuts. I, I always feel like I got to push them and push them and push them to try to focus on the bigger picture or mm-hmm. like how to parlay things into other opportunities. Yeah. But what's your advice for someone that's going through that outside of like the idea of just ignoring the comments or whatever it may be? Because some people just can't, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you have to figure out your purpose. Mm. For me, the reason why I continue to go is because I feel as though growing up, there wasn't many people that looked like me that I related to that I could look up to. Right. Everything that I do, I do so that I can be representation for somebody younger than me. Hell yeah. I want to break down barriers and I want to, you know, go beyond what I could ever imagine so that I can open those doors so other people can walk through them as right. well. It's not about me, mm. you know. Nothing I do is for my own personal ego. You know, it's just not. It's like, I have to do this. I have to keep going so that other people can follow behind me. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I love that. So growing up, I mean, like you said, you went into theater and film. Mm -hmm. Have you always been interested in like creating content? Because this is like a new wave of type of content, right? Like reaction videos are definitely like a YouTube, like curated thing. Well, I used to joke about it. People used to ask me all the time. Well, they used to be like, you should create a YouTube channel. I used to always be like, I don't have the patience for that. Right. You know, mainly because I did acting. So mm-hmm. it's like, I was used to stage. I was used to you giving me a script. I memorized my lines. We do a couple weeks of rehearsal. We put on the show. That's it. Right. Done. Right. You know, and there's another director that's telling me what to do, where to go, where to move, you know, but I had never thought of the idea of having to do it all myself right. figure it all out you know so you found the easiest form of it <laughs> I know right <laughs> that's the best move right damn right and I think the only thing that I miss is an audience mm. like I think that's what I miss the most is yeah. like having an audience just because I'm so used to feeding off of that energy it's hard for me to know what's funny and what's not when right. I'm on camera that's really because interesting. the camera is just there but nobody else is there right. you know and even if there is a crew on set they can't laugh because then that's in the video yeah. so it's just like you just really have to trust it yeah yeah. It really challenges you. I think I have grown the most in this year and a half than I ever have in my entire life. I believe it. You so well, when was like the the first initiation to you getting into creating content? Like you were interested in acting and, and wanted to be on mm-hmm. stage. 
was that junior high? Like when did you start getting interested in that? I did that starting like my eighth grade years when I did like my first professional show. I had done like itty bitty stuff before then, but my eighth grade years when I did my first community theater show. And then from there I was hit hooked and what, I was like, what kind of roles were you playing? So main, not to like brag, but <laughs> I was, I was usually the lead in there everything that I did, you know? And it was just like, I think that also helped me, get into a different mindset especially mm. getting into the industry right. like I'm all about work ethic mm-hmm. you know like I'm like work 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 like I used to do rehearsals for musicals from 9am to 9pm you know right. so it's like I'm here all day for maybe two weeks you know yeah. devoting my life or even in college I was doing rehearsals every single day after doing a full day of classes going to rehearsal from 6 to 10 every night mm. you know so it's just like I have a different type of work ethic built into me already so I'm always about the work right where'd you say what school did you go to Temple University Philadelphia in Philly yeah and you were born and raised in Philly no I was born and raised in Kansas City Kansas City I'm from Kansas I'm from Iowa oh really yeah we what neighbors part? Uh, Cedar Falls Waterloo area well look at that yeah. I done drove through there a couple I, times I drove through my sister moved to Kansas City for a minute and really? so I would go out and see her she like helped blind kids adapt to like new schools and shit great so I would go out there a bunch or whatever but uh, yeah Kansas City is cool mm-hmm. I like that when when did you move just uh, before college yeah for college just when I moved to Philadelphia so is your family based in Kansas City yes nice so yes. I, when was the last time you gone back there last time I was back <clears throat> Was not too long ago. It was this past winter. Yeah, maybe like December. No, it was after December. Maybe January. January, February. Well, I just it's interesting. Like I love when I talk to people that are Midwest uh-huh. blooded because uh-huh. it's that's what when you were just talking about like I'm gonna work from nine to nine. Like the work ethic. I yeah. feel like that stems. I don't know what about the Midwest it is, but mm-hmm. that's like it's in the water for some reason. I think it's the lack of resources. I think it's the lack of resources, the lack of opportunities, and the idea that we know that we have to work harder because that's the only way we can get out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, and we also have to keep up with these people that have gone to these performing arts schools in New York right. and LA and had this extensive training and they use Since junior high. Right, exactly. And had all these opportunities yeah. that were readily available. You know, like I used to be a kid that think, oh, the only people that make it famous are the are the people that live in New York. Right. Or the in these big cities. You I know knew that too. It was like I'm never going to be able to have that. I'm from Kansas. What does that mean? You yeah. know. And Janelle Monae is from Kansas City too. Is she? You know. Yeah, yeah. She went to school right up the street from my house. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're from the same uh, county, That's and dope. so it was like, how do I get out? Yeah. You know. Mm. And so, I used to think like it never like I always told people that I wanted to be famous. Like right. that was something I told everybody. It's like <laughs> I want to be famous. I'm gonna do it. Didn't know how, right? Or in what capacity, yeah. and don't necessarily know if I ever believed that it would happen. Yeah, you know. And then I think once this happened, I was like, whoa! Like it was like just hit me. Same with everyone else that you were talking to. Exactly. The, what the hell? Right. But I mean, that's I, I think that's that makes sense because look at what you, you said, like. Like when I moved to LA, it was hit the ground running. Like as uh-huh. soon as I got here, I was like, what are my opportunities? Like, what do I have access to? Right. How do I open those doors even farther? And right. I'm just going to run through it and just push and help and elevate what I'm around. Yeah. You came out here, did the show, flew back and flew right back. Yeah. Like you're like, oh shit, I just need to be in this area because something's going to happen. Yeah. So you like hit the ground running, but I feel like that's the same, same for me. It's like, I don't know. I just, most stories that I hear, a lot of people I hear seem to be comfortable if they're from here, yes. which is interesting to yes. me. Or some people just get out here and chill too much. Like it's yeah. LA. That's what I don't like about LA. Yeah. So what did, what did, what kind of practices were you putting in when you first got? I don't want to still. I want to live in the uh, your childhood a little bit yeah. more. But like when you did get out here, what were some of the things that you did that started initiating you putting in like work mode? Like what were the things you started doing when you got out here? 
Um, well, I was already starting at Ellen, so I was already going there, but I think it was more so me adjusting to how slow the city is. Right. I think that was the biggest thing. And I think that actually took part in my depression was mm-hmm. that I was so used. So before I moved here, I had five jobs. Right, right, right. Yeah, I had five jobs. And I think it was weird now that I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. When I wasn't shooting, I was like, what do I do? I'm in this city. I don't know anybody. Right. I don't know anything about the city. I already heard horror stories about the city. So it's like, I don't know who to trust. Yep. I don't know what to talk about with people. It's right. like, what do I do? Right. You know? And I think it just took time for me to find a group of friends. Mm. Um, and I think I'm still very close to like my friends still back in college and back at sure. home and stuff like that. And it was really just took time for me to get acclimated to the city. So when you were saying that you were going in to Ellen every day, mm-hmm. so you were going on set and just kind of like trying to figure out like how you could fit in as far as like what content or were they trying to help you create in any way? Oh, they were very helpful yeah. in trying to figure out what exactly it was that I was going to do. Because you, you went know? from like literally like extreme novice to in the biggest in the best hands possible in right. entertainment yes. like her team you can't do it better than Ellen exactly like, we all know Ellen and Ellen will be Ellen forever because exactly. but like that's gotta be insane yeah and I it, that was the most I think because the show is so just a well old you know run machine that they were able to take so much you know, time in consideration to what I was building, you know? Yeah. So they were very much instrumental in figuring out me getting an agent and mm-hmm. stuff like that and a publicist and, and figuring out what exactly I wanted my trajectory to be, you know, or what I saw for my future and how to set those, that foundation and figuring it out. Right. You know? Do you know what you want? Like, was think, it hard? Um, It was very hard at first because I think my dream was always to just be an actor you right. know and so I think I kind of worried that I wouldn't get to do that because I was just talking about food and I was like they're not going to take me serious right. you know it's like all I do is lay in the bed and talk about food like yeah. what is that you know and then once the movie happened I was like okay no maybe this is just a gateway to many other opportunities yeah that's crazy you know so back back when you were like focusing on acting mm-hmm. was it, it was all theater based were you doing any like short films or anything like that no it was all theater based so when you were going to college was that was your plan to try to start getting into being on camera like yes. with the whole so that was why I decided because I started as only a theater major and the reason why I added film was because I said well I want to know how to be versatile because theater acting is very different from you know film acting right. and I said I want to be able I'm all about knowing how every single piece works Right. I said I want to be just as good on screen as I would be if I decided to become like a director or something yeah. like that or if I wanted to be behind the scenes like I want to know how to produce and stuff like that you know and I think that's also just covering my bases. Right, totally. Yeah. Do you, what, what were some of the things that like stuck out to you outside of acting? That I mean, could you see yourself directing? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you were into yeah. it. I would love to direct. I would love to write. Yeah, I would love to produce. Like I love all that stuff, and I still think about that stuff even to this day. Sure. I'm always like, okay, so let me think about writing my own thing, you know, right. or something like that. Because I know I'm going to be doing a one man show actually in. Um, I think it's North Carolina. It's in one of the Carolinas. I'm going there uh, in November, and I'm writing my own show. And like a, a live show. show. Yeah. Oh, shit. So it's like, I'm going to do that, and it's like... That's big. Yeah. That sounds... Just, so do you, could you see yourself doing more of that, like going do Broadway or do some stuff oh, like that? Oh, absolutely. That's kind of like oh, the Oh, I would goal. go do Broadway in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yes. That's got to be intense. Oh, but to see, that's what I'm trained to do. Right. So it's like... You that, are ready for that. I'm ready for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know? This shit was just some random... Like, that's yes. crazy yes 
I, what what is like the background of like Broadway and stage acting? You can move mm-hmm. this around too. This is like annoying. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I, you can just like adjust it. Uh, but like for as far as like live performance, because uh-huh. I don't think I ever did it beyond when they made us. Okay, right. But I always went and watched my homies do it, uh-huh. and it was cool to like every time I would watch it it was already like the end result. And I'm like, damn, they look dope up there. Right. Like I should have done this shit. Right. But I've always be like, oh man, I don't know if I got enough time to like go do all this stuff. Yeah. But um, when it comes to like doing it professionally, traveling stuff like that, mm-hmm. like could you talk about like what would go into building a show, a one man show, you're mm-hmm. talking about like there's literally no one else in it. Right. It's just me. So what's that like? What? So I also and you don't have to spill the spill the beans on like what your show's gonna be and like uh-huh. if that's a thing. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So I used to also do speech and debate. Okay. And speech and debate, also known as forensics to some people, is basically it can be a one man show. So I used to do I used to compete in this thing called dramatic interpretation. Okay. So basically, it would me take a book or a play, and I would basically create that one story in ten minutes. So I have ten minutes to tell the entire story from beginning middle end and i would just basically perform it all by myself with like sound effects and stuff like that damn yeah it was very intense and i think it's that, that training is it was so much fun i was so dedicated i went to nationals and everything oh, like shit. i did it full out damn yeah. is there footage of this oh uh, somewhere yeah somebody got it damn but once i i think that has helped me and so like what i know that i am is that i'm not a i'm not a comedian Okay. I'm not a stand-up comedian, but I'm a storyteller. Sure. I know how to tell stories. Right. And I can talk for hours. Sure. You know? And so that is what I'm going to do. I'm, I basically want to do like a journey through my life, even with here. But also it's like I often think of things just off the cuff. Right. You know? And so it's like also like what life is like in my mind outside of what everybody can mm. see, you yeah. know? And then showing that trajectory. So would it be something like if I'm watching you perform this, is it, is there like media involved in it? Like, is there any music and things like that? Music, or, yes. But not like visuals. Maybe not. I haven't decided on that just because then it just becomes very technical. Sure. And sometimes that can be hard, especially if you're just doing it by yourself. Yeah. You know, I think on a bigger scale, yes. Yeah, yeah right. But um, I think right now I'm leaning on definitely incorporating music mm. only because that's what I did first was sing. So it was like I did singing, dancing, and then acting, you know? Damn. And so it's like I have to definitely incorporate those roots, right. you know? And I'm thinking of it. I told people one of the biggest, hardest things that I had about moving out to L.A. was that nobody wanted to see my resume. You know, many people underestimated what I could do. That's crazy, right? Yeah, because it was like they only cared about what was popular. You know, mm. people could see the food reaction videos. They're like, okay, great. You know, everything else they didn't know. Like I used to have crazy jobs when I was in high school. I was on the student board of directors for the Federal Reserve Bank. Like just randomly. The fuck? Like I know, right? Like so <laughs> random. And it's just like nobody asked to see your resume. And I think I want to use this one man show as a way to show all that I can do. Hell yeah. You know, I just did a music video for Qantas Airways just a couple of weeks ago and like I wrote the song. It? Yeah. Oh, I wrote the song and we did the ad. We went to LAX and shot it on the airplane and everything. Damn. Yeah. That's dope. When's that come out? It's already out. Oh shit. Uh-huh. Look that up people. Yeah. Check it's already it out. out. And it's like, I've been given so many different opportunities that have helped me showcase all my other talents. Right. That many people wouldn't have imagined that I would have. So the hard part basically is just kind of explaining or allowing people to understand because that's I, I feel that same challenge too as well mm-hmm. I've directed several different campaigns for like big brands and shit and mm-hmm. some people would see me on tour would be 
right. and Jay or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, he's just a tour video guy. Right. So then you face the challenge of having to go back and re-explain to people, exactly. I have a big meeting tomorrow about this shit like yeah. with, the, with the brand, to try to tell them like, hey, it's not just this, FYI, right. like we do all these things. Right. It's difficult. But you would think, you would think like you with B and Jay and like me with Ellen, you would think that would be enough. You know, you would think, uh, we are here with these powerhouses. People don't people don't expand the way they think on they shit. Don't. Like they don't have an imagination, so they can't imagine like if you did that to get there, you must have had a background in something. Right. You must have been able to do other shit. Right. You know what I mean? Because you can't just like do but some people just look at it like, oh, he did a, a comedic thing and that's it. And so mm-hmm. that's what he does. Yeah. Which is difficult. Yeah, man. I, I feel like I, that's such an annoying part of this. But at the same time, at the same fucking time, if you didn't do that, you couldn't have all, right. you could. It right. might've just taken us a lot longer right. to get it. Right? But I also think it's smarter that, 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 that people underestimate us. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because I tell people all the time is that I just have more tricks up my sleeve. Yeah, so yeah. I'm never going to go anywhere. Right. Because as soon as one thing dies out, I pull out the next trick. Mm. And then I only keep elevating. And every time people think, oh, oh, it's over. Nope. I'm right, right back. You know? Yeah. No, I like that a lot. It is a secret weapon. It is cool because mm-hmm. I, and, and I love doing this because it's like all I knew was that story. But mm-hmm. you did talk about having five jobs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, were you paying for yourself to get through college? Like, what was he doing prior to this shit to like need to hustle his ass off? And, and the stuff you were doing was all so random. It was like yeah. different types of jobs. Like, yeah. it wasn't like you were, it wasn't <laughs> like a career, like, oh, I need to, I'm going to work in accounting. So I'm going to take all these uh, jobs that could yeah. like kind of help me get there. Right. You, know, you were doing like, what were some of the jobs you were doing? Well, okay. So the reason why that was, was because as an actor, the next thing to do was to move to New York and just struggle you know and just going to auditions but I took jobs that I knew would end up allowing me to get jobs as like managers or Mm. supervisors because I knew I needed to make enough money to be able to support myself you know especially in New York City so it's like I was a standardized patient for um, University of Pennsylvania which is basically I was a patient for med students so they would give me a script I would go in and act and act as a patient Tight. And when I first started, all I was having to do was literally just go get ultrasounds. Like I would literally just lay on a hospital bed and the students would just give me an ultrasound. Yeah, that's like low key therapeutic. Right. Like just to be able to go and zen I would out fall them. asleep. Yeah, I bet. That's like, just tight. Yeah. And so that was one of them. And then I did like, I used to run the residence halls for the summer at Temple. So I was the building manager. So sure. I would run them for like orientation and stuff like that. I was a front desk manager. I would run a residence hall front desk. Like I was a supervisor for AMC theaters. Right. Like I was just doing stuff that would make sure that I could only level up. Mm, that's smart. That's super smart, actually. But yeah. do you feel like, are you bummed that you're not in New York? Um, not necessarily. Now, if, when I leave LA, I'm always ready to come back to LA. Yeah, I think just because it's like this is home now. Yeah, you know, I've kind of just gotten used to it, and I think LA is a very comfortable city. Super comfortable. It's very comfortable. Right. You know, um, I do miss New York a lot, though, and I go to New York a lot. I think what I like about New York, though, is I love the fast pace, mm-hmm. and I love how everybody just minds their own business. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Like, I love that. Right. In LA, I can't, like, listen, I know people talk about how networking is so important. It's my least favorite thing to do. Yeah. I hate it. it because every conversation in LA starts with, well, what do you do? Right. Like, I hate that. Yeah. I hate this this kind of notion that everybody wants something from you. Right. Or wants to know how you can help them, That's you know? Interesting. And now I'll just say, like, I'll be like, oh, I work at Warner Brothers. 
you know like just that's why i'll just it. say that well just because you know like ellen is very generous you know we give a right. lot we do a lot but there is also it's like we can't help everybody it's like impossible no you know and everybody has a story which right. that story is valid you know but it's just like i can't i feel bad yeah when people tell me stories and you know want me to help and i don't i can't, I can't do, do it, it yeah, you I'm know i'm not her right like, that's I'm the not, hard part right exactly i'm not her people think like i get that all the time mm-hmm. i'll get that with every artist i ever their fans hit me up please tell me i just had one this morning please tell beyonce that i love her i, I need her to know that i exist why would i do that right like I can't it's not that. even possible but then the, st- the sad ones where you're like shit like i just some kid just uh sent me a picture mm-hmm. i did uh i edited chris brown's documentary told mm-hmm. that story when it came out and so i still have people that follow me from that but yeah. then my homie is his photographer and so this kid hit me and was like man this girl's it was like the saddest story and i was like damn it yeah. And I just like tagged him on the on the tweet. But then he was like, hey, we're working on this. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. So that just happened to be a great timing. Right. But like if we take all of those at once, mm-hmm. you don't have time to do what you actually came here to do because you'd be sitting here a middleman all day long. Just exactly. like, hey, this person wanted me to tell you this. Hey, this person. Wanted me. Right. No one wants that right. shit. No and one. I do. I do what I can. Right. You know, you have. But to. it's like there's I can only do so much. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not a fair godmother. I'm not. I don't have magic. I can't just wave a wand and it just happens. I fucking you know? wish we could because right. it'd be dope. Like, wouldn't it? We wanted, like, it's crazy to be in these seats mm-hmm. that we get to be in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For you to be and see what you've seen so far, yeah. being here and being around the people you're around, it's got to be like super humbling. And then right. also, like, there's so many times where I, I remember we screened the doc uh, at like a Netflix thing or whatever. I was there. No, 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 not the one at the party. Oh, the one at that hotel thing or whatever the one we were talking about. The one, no, no, no. There was you talking about the one at Netflix. Hey guys, I just wanted to interrupt this interview real quick to tell you about our how to charge a client guide. If you are a content creator of any kind and you're looking to change the way you quote your clients, get more money, increase your rates, or just simply figure out how to charge clients. Uh, we put together a 54 page guide that is to me the bible of how to charge a client i've been in this game for over 10 plus years now and i took all that information and digested it into a, a nice well-designed guide and talk about the theories of ways i go about charging clients from the very beginning till now and how i deal with uh dumb ass questions like how much do you charge or what's your rate to go on tour or how much does it cost to do my baby's photo shoot which I say, I don't do them. I don't do baby photo shoots. But I am going to actually fly home and see my nephew, my new nephew, my first nephew. And I'm going to shoot the shit out of that baby. It's going to be dope. So anyway, how to charge a client guide. It's available on shopbwnc.com. You can also get it on Patreon, patreon.com slash black no cream. And when you do get it on Patreon, you end up getting all the perks of the tier level of the goddamn homie tier level. So you get instant live streams for the months. So you get extra bonus podcast episodes. You get the discord access, a lot of perks in there. So d- definitely check those out. All right, let's get back to Kalen's episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, it was at a stage, but it was, I don't know what, remember what stage name it was. I can't remember. Yeah, was it at Netflix that down the street? No, not... Oh, you went to the actual Netflix yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There was another one that we Oh, had. okay, okay. So we were there, but like it was my first time seeing it on like an actual big screen. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen it just at my house. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm watching it and I there was like the opening shot mm-hmm. is my shot. So right. I'm like sitting there watching it and I'm still geeked about it because right. I'm like, it's still crazy to me. Like take me back four years ago. I would have... T- any other time besides last year, mm-hmm. I would have never guessed I'm shooting this shit. I like hit the security dude. I was like, yo, I shot that shit. And he was like, for real? is Beyonce here? I'm like, man, 
the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Right. I'm, I'm pumped. It's like, that's my footage right there. That's uh-huh. crazy. But like, you still get like that and you want to share that, that excitement with people. And yeah. I know there's so many people that I could like be like, man, guess what? I just did this and they would have been tripping. But like, you just, you can't help everybody. Right. To be in these spots, like I know it's probably dope as hell when you go back home or go see your friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably haven't even had time to do that really besides the holiday. Every now and then. Yeah, yeah I do. I get to, we do weekly FaceTime calls. There so you go. Like, That's we still get to talk. Yeah. What What's your family thinking about all this shit? Oh, you know, everybody loves it. It's crazy, right? Everybody loves it. Yeah, actually, it's funny because today I was on the phone because I'm trying to uh, rent out a theater for people to go see Lion King. Oh, dope. In Kansas City. Yeah. That'd be dope. So I was trying to... Uh, figure that all yeah, out yeah that'd be sick yeah because everyone would probably mob it. Or would you go back for it i don't know about all that yeah See, that's where we're up. talking about the specific it's too, yeah it's too much it's like, like it's a lot you know that's a at least kansas honestly like i sometimes i consider flying into kc because uh-huh. uh it's direct yeah. and then i just have to drive that's the only pain in the ass it's right. like, but it's like way cheaper to fly there than fly to iowa sucks yeah you have to like it's a whole thing <laughs> um so now like you know getting into having the experience working at the studio mm-hmm how much transition from what it started as because i know you said there wasn't no seg- like segment it was just kind of right. random but now right. you're kind of it's kind of dialed in yeah. right yes at this point it's grown so much i mean now with my own series and and my own series of, how dope is that to I say know, crazy on right? ellen degeneres <laughs> right and then figuring out different things and figuring out exactly how we want to grow right so um i mean God, I, I'm just thinking like of all the different things that I've gotten to do with like brand partnerships or even meeting people and being in different spaces that I never would have imagined that I would you know, ever occupy. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Um, like, when you moved out or when, when uh, let's say before Ellen, mm-hmm. maybe when the first video hit, how mm-hmm. many people did you have following you on Instagram? Before or when the first video you say it? Be- like right before the first video popped. Um, Instagram was probably at maybe 3,000. A modest, a modest 3k yeah yeah and, yeah and twitter was probably maybe at like a thousand and something what's twitter at right now uh i want to say 157,000. Tw- twitter's funny like yeah. it's funny twitter's how instagram weird. would be like twitter's more of a news yeah. kind of only people that have like a lot of followers on twitter are people that are like into politics right and stuff like that like because yeah. now that's really all that they use it for or yeah. like if they run like stan twitter accounts mm-hmm. you know yeah instagram though is at 1.1 million right that's what i was gonna say that's fucking yeah. wild and that shit will open up some doors right. for you that will get you in right. even that alone without having like people might just look at that and not uh-huh. even question what you've been doing yeah. that got you that you and know you know what's I mean? crazy in the platform that many people don't even pay attention to Facebook has over 3 million. Facebook is kind of undervalued. Yeah. Like, I feel like people look over that every, like, you could do a lot of damage on Facebook. Yeah. I feel that's like where I get all my views. That's the easiest place to share content. Yeah. Like, my mom sends me videos all day long. Right. Like, and so does my dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk, we always make a joke because his mom will always be like, it's like the run- right. random film gadgets. Yeah. Check this out. Well, I mean, it appeals to older individuals. Yeah. You know, um, it started out as a college thing, you know, and then that kind of died off. So yeah. it's like, that's where most of you know the older generations occupy right it's facebook but yeah do you do a lot of collaborations in your weekly videos like do you have guests and things like that every now and then i try to it depends scheduling can be a little hard especially with how we schedule when we do it or something like that but most of my collaborations actually happen on the show so like we have a uh, ellen has her own spotify channel okay and so sometimes we do interviews with um different artists so i do that so i've done like lma and i've done like lizzo that's dope and stuff like that so sometimes i'll do that like a podcast no it's 
it's like basically it'll be like on Ellen's uh, Spotify channel. They have videos now. Oh, right, so right, you can right, go right. there, then you can watch like the video of me That's interviewing dope. or doing something with somebody. So it's like all these different avenues to like kind of be on and, and raise yeah. awareness. But I guess that kind of also stress you out trying to <laughs> figure out like what content goes where right. and what to make for this this week right. or whatever. Yes. When What's your schedule like when you're for right now having shows come out every Saturday? Uh-huh or your segment come out every Saturday, when are you filming? When are you writing? Like, when are you coming up? So usually we tape every week. Yeah. Usually we tape every week, but I am taking off the month of July. And so I taped all my episodes in June for all the way up until August. Damn. You backlog that. uh, uh Uh-huh. So I evergreened all my episodes. Is that hard? Does anything that you do, is it based on like something that might be trending that could be used topically? Sometimes. Sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. Um, what I did was that I tried to like basically tell the future. So I like I know like president <laughs> elections are coming, you know. Right. So I was like, okay, let's make a presidential video, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So right. I, or like if I know Fourth of July is coming, so I was like, okay, well let's make some barbecue recipes totally. and tell people how to make, right. you know, these food or something. Or like if I know like the Lion King is coming out, I was like, okay, so let's make a Lion King thing, yeah, great video. So it's stuff like that. So it's kind of just staying above the curve, you know, because uh, we're also on hiatus at Ellen. So, what do you mean? Like, so, like, we only tape from August until May. Oh, shit. And then we do a uh, game of games, and now everybody's on vacation. Damn. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, man, that's wild. That's a whole nother world, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a whole nother world. <laughs> but, like, getting into acting, that came through your agent? Yes, correct. So, so that you, was an agent thing. So immediately you kind of sat down with, I guess, finding an agent. How, mm-hmm. What's that process like? Okay. Obviously their team kind of did so, it So, well, some agencies will reach out to you. Yeah. Uh, once you start, you know, once you become buzzworthy or right. something like that. And so I met with multiple agencies. And um, I am with ICM Partners. Nice. And I remember when I got into the meeting, the reason why I chose it is because in the so they are based in Century City and I looked out the window and could see the Hollywood sign. Right. And it was the first time I had seen it since Damn. I had moved to LA. Wow. And I had been here for probably maybe a month and a half. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this must be a sign. Awesome. <laughs> but also, this is kind of like cheesy. Also, it's just that Ellen is with ICM and also Beyonce is with ICM for acting. Oh, shit. And so I looked at their roster and looked yeah. at people that I admire and their careers and the things that they've done, you know, and I was like, okay, I kind of want to come here now. Because signing to an agency possibly sets up the bridge to be able to collaborate with other people that are signed to that agency? Well, not necessarily, but it's kind of like you kind of know what kind of work right. they do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a Yelp mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like you go to Yelp and you look at the reviews, you know, and you can look at uh, an agency's roster and be like, oh, they work with this. Pre- I really like the work that they do. I like who they've been able to, you know, meet and go in different red carpets that they walked and stuff like that, right. you know, or different opportunities. Mm. And so that's what I based it off of. But I remember when they asked me, what did I want out of my career? I said, I want to build an empire. Mm. That was exactly what I told them. They're like, we're all about that. Yeah. Make us some money. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So then what was the process? Is is it like you kind of just let them know, like, yeah, I'm really into acting. I would love to, like, get into filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, like, multiple agents, and they all do different things, you know. So, like, there's a lectures agent, and that's who books me for stuff when I go different cities and speak or something like that. Then you have your acting agent that does, like, all acting. Then you may have, like, a non-scripted agent, and they handle, like, reality stuff or, you know, stuff that doesn't have a script. Right. Um. But yeah, and so I was basically like, well, my degree is in acting. 
I definitely want to do acting. I was like, well, we don't really have to worry about like content and extra stuff like that because that's all covered at Ellen. Right. So it's like outside of here, I want to do like voiceover work. I want to do acting. It's like, let's start diving into those different things. So it was the Seth Rogen movie the first thing you did as far as acting as audition goes? or acting, acting professionally? Like getting like booking a job, I guess. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, okay. So I did a Snapchat series, but that was different because the role was written based off of me. And they asked me to come and do it. So that was different. But so you were like playing yourself? Yeah, basically. That's dope. But the Seth Rogen thing I auditioned for. So like, yeah, I was I was sent the, the sides and I was like, okay, great. I'll go in. Went in, did it. Killed it. it in. Were you there. nervous? Uh, no, I've, I've learned that I have to let go of the nerves. Mm. Because at the end of the day, honestly, it's like, well, I got a job. You know, it's yeah. just like, I'm going to come in here and do the best that I can because that's all I can right. do. You know? Yeah, that's very true. That's got to be exciting, though. Like, what was what was it like making the film? Was it? Oh, it was amazing. Was it I couldn't believe it. It was scary. Yeah. I was scared once I did the movie. I was very nervous. And I think it was because, one... I hadn't done any film acting. And two, it was just like, like I was literally in everything with Seth. And it was just like, I need to be able to live up to, you know, his yeah. standards of movies and stuff like, because I want to continue to be cast. Right. You know, it's like, I don't want this to be like my one movie and yeah, they never call yeah, me again, yeah. you know? Because yeah. he makes so, a lot of movies. Exactly. So it's just like, it was very nerve wracking yeah. to do it, but yeah. it was so much fun. That, that shot in LA? No, we shot it in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Yeah, we shot in Pittsburgh in the winter. Oh, shit. So I was in Pittsburgh for a good month. I wow. Think. Yeah. So was that hard? Does it work okay with your show? Like, did you have to do the it same thing hard. and just stack so the content? I, yeah, a little bit. So what I did actually was that I was in Pittsburgh for like two weeks. I flew back for a week because Michelle Obama was on the show. Yeah, and, yeah, I'm not. yeah. And I was like, I need to meet her. Right. So she's, I flew back. I know, right? So I flew back. I was here for just a week, couple days, honestly, and then flew right back to Pittsburgh to finish. Damn. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Was did you meet her on the show? Or were you, were you like she came backstage, backstage? after the, after the show? And it was literally like it literally felt like I was hugging my mother. Like it was yeah. so motherly. Like it was just a heavenly experience. And that was the first time that everything sunk into me. You're just like, oh shit. Yeah. Like I remember, I drove home and just bursted out in tears. Like I was just like really shook. Because it's wild. Because these are like they're like gods. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. these people are people that seem untouchable, but at the same time, they really be out here. Like you, you actually can see right, them, right. but you can never like, it's hard to like be around them. Yes. You know what I mean? And so yes. it's weird when you cross paths with people like that, right. because it's just like, damn, you seem so unobtainable. Well, I think it's all about like, you want them to like you. Yeah. You want them to trust you more. So I Hell think yeah. that's what it is. Right. Like I am always telling people like when I meet, I, I remember like, I don't like to, have just surface level conversations Mm -hmm. with celebrities when I meet them especially if I admire them like I don't want it to just be like a high and a buy thing like I want to have real conversations about real things you know because I personally don't want anything from you it's like I got it all that I need you know it's just like I rather know you as a person you know as a human being because I feel like I can learn so much more from you as a human being than what I can see on an interview or on TV right building like a true friendship like that shit goes a long way right you might not ever get some whatever it would be that you could get out of that person but like yeah having a relationship is cool I think it's also like I think about like me I think what I do now like it can get very lonely you know and I think it's hard to meet genuine people Mm. so it's like I don't want anybody to feel like I'm just trying to you know mooch off of them I want them to feel like I am genuine 
I am authentic. I just want to be your friend. I just right. want to talk. You know, like this is chill. I I remember uh, two occasions. The first time Michelle came to one of our shows, mm-hmm. it was hilarious because she like came out of the green room with like who else was there? Uh, the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they all came walking out. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And like I was like, I don't know why I didn't. It's the same time I saw Jay when I was yeah. with B. Like. I came around the corner because I knew I was going to be with B and uh-huh. then Jay was there and I just didn't think about the fact that they're married and I right. would probably see him. Right. And I was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? It was like one yeah. of those things. And then yeah. to see her come out of the room, I'm like, why do I know this person? Like as, at first glance, it was kind of one of those things like, this is this one of my friends? Or uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because you've been seeing her for so long, right. but to see her in real life, I was like, oh shit. That's Michelle Obama. <laughs> I'm like texting everyone like, yo, everyone come over here. Michelle Obama's right. here. But like, it's just crazy to see, yeah. you know, just to be around or like, you know, Well, man. just so a couple weeks ago, I went to the wearable art gala. Yeah. And Beyonce was there. Oh, nice. And that was the first time that like me and Beyonce were like in the same room other than <laughs> like being in Club Carter, you know, yeah, and she yeah. go over right. top of me. Which is fucking close, by the way. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I was standing there and her table was like two tables in front of me. Yeah. But she was walking in the back and Julius is with her and everything. Mm-hmm. And I saw her and she was by herself. Like nobody had noticed her yet. I could have easily just walked over there. Yeah. And I didn't. Damn. I just stood there and watched her. Yeah. And then, and the reason why I didn't was just like, I was like, this is just so impersonal. Yeah. And it's like, also, if I go, everybody's going to go. Mm-hmm. And then that takes away the moment. Yeah. It was just like, no. Right. I was like, no. And also, this is an event. You know, yeah. it's just like, nobody wants that. Nah. Nobody wants that attention. It's doing the most. That's why they like, people that are at that level just want to get in, get out, mm-hmm. you know, do what they have to do to get in and get mm-hmm. out. But it's like, you see it. It's like crazy how many people just, I mean, it makes sense. You, you know what I mean? These people are famous. Like yeah. every artist I've ever worked with, it's insane when you go out somewhere in public and yeah. you just immediately like attack. Can't breathe. Right. You can't. And that's gotta be, and I mean, it's gotta be, it have, I've noticed it. Sometimes I'll be at like, Chipotle with him and we're just chilling. Some dude comes up to me like, man, I'm a fan of your stuff. Well, like, the what beehive the is different. Yeah, but this was like a film kid. Like oh, the really? beehive, I don't know if they really know who I am because that oh, they, they only watch the footage of B. You know what I mean? But like Oh, listen. <laughs> listen. Okay, because I have been in the beehive for a very long time. We know every That's, member uh, of the crew. Yeah, I'm sure you I know you guys do. This shit is fucking we crazy. Know everybody. But like I'm just when it got like the filmmaker level of it, like that's yeah. the stuff that I'm like I, it makes sense that these people might know me, but like mm-hmm. people that are actually like appreciative of like outside of like what I've been doing for the right. content I create for her, like just make the you know Yeah, and like all. giving back this way and shit like yeah. that. But like it's weird, but I'm saying like you are on another level. Now mm-hmm. you're on a fucking my mom knows who you are. Mm-hmm. My mom's with the shit. She watches every episode, but like, mm-hmm. you know I mean? Most of the time she's like, oh, who's that? Oh, cool. But like, yeah. my mom knows who you are. Yeah. My mom got me Ellen DeGeneres underwear for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, she's a fan. My mom also wrote- <laughs> They are very comfortable. They are. They're fire. Uh, my mom also wrote a letter to Ellen. This uh-huh. was adorable. I can't remember when this was. I think I was just getting out of college, but she was like trying to tell Ellen like, Ben's gonna be the shit someday. <laughs> okay, and look at you yeah. now. Yeah. I like, love that. Right, cool. That is so funny. No, my mom's a champ. But like getting to that level where Tracy Haggerty may know who you are, mm-hmm. what's that like for you moving? I know it's interesting that you just earlier had said like yeah. it's kind of hard because now people just want something from you or mm-hmm. think you want something from them. So it's harder to make like legitimate friendships. Like when yeah. you're in college, you just go out to like a party or whatever. You know, it's like, what's up? What's up? Exactly. Oh shit, we like the same shit. Cool. Right. Let's hang out next week. Yeah. But like it's harder to do that out here. I love I love meeting regular people. Yeah. Regular people I love meeting. Right. I love just going to some like we uh take one day at the Minnesota State Fair. 
Like okay. I love meeting those just, you know, normal people that just do they nine to five every day, go right. home, take care of the kids and their family, yeah. you know? Because those people, I know that they don't, like there's nothing I can do to really yeah. give them anything, you right. know, other than advice or right. something like that. But also it's the only time where I get validation for anything that I do, hmm. you know, or feel like what I'm doing is the right thing. Right. You know, that's the only time that I get that. That's other Any other time, it's like I don't have that type of interaction. Right. So I think I, I love that. I love meeting people. I love taking pictures. I just recently hosted a music festival. Um, in Salt Lake City just this past weekend. That's dope. Yeah, it's called Love Loud. It's with Dan Reynolds, uh, lead singer of Imagine Dragons. Oh, shit. And so, like, Kesha performed and everything. Right. But it was oh, like, yeah, my friend just posted a picture. Uh, <laughs> he just sent me a snap, and it was like, just got kicked out of the pit for Kesha. Oh. <laughs> Only got three songs. I was like, damn. He's, like, just laughing. And uh-huh. I'm like, no one wants... Every every I know photographers always get bummed because they kick you out after yeah. three songs. I'm like, yeah, because no one wants their sweaty ass taken. You know right, what I mean? Like, exactly. Fans is one thing because the phones aren't that far. I mean, right. they're getting there. Like, right. Some people would send me pictures like, hey, I was in Club Carter and I got these photos too. I'm like, damn. What I the know, fuck? and they like, hi, yeah, damn. I'm like, I know. I'm like, how'd you get in with the camera? Like, That's just from my phone. I'm like. Okay, right. Yeah. I've definitely seen some people up in there with some real DSLRs, oh, like They'll Leicas. shut that shit down quick. They <laughs> shut that. But they get in. I mean, there's 80,000 people. How are you right. supposed to be able to monitor that? Exactly. It's Which impossible. is interesting because I feel like, would you be, would you, would that bother you doing, like to go and do a play? Mm-hmm. Like whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to film that when you do it? Um, I don't know. I've been thinking about even doing like a test run or something. I don't know. I ain't figured all this. Right, right, right. But like, is that hard for you to, I guess now, have you done a play since then? This is what, this will be like your first one since like school? I haven't school? done it since, yeah, since college. Would it bug you that people were sitting there like fucking filming it on Instagram and shit like that because... I just hate phones in the theater, period. Yeah. Like I hate it when I go somewhere and somebody's on their phone text and I'm like, put your phone away. Right. Like I think that's just a normal theater etiquette thing. I don't tape concerts. Mm. I don't tape. I'll probably maybe do like the first yeah. two minutes of it and then I put my phone. And the reason why is because I went to the Mrs. Carter Show World Tour in Oklahoma when I was like middle school or something like that. And I taped the whole thing and got home and couldn't remember. <laughs> couldn't remember any of it. And then that footage is trash now because the phone's so garbage right. back then. Exactly. It's like, you can't you see nothing. And I was just like, that was a waste. So now I have this strict, like, will not record. Yeah. Will not take pictures, will not record, won't do anything. I, I just want to be immersed. I loved, I loved it when I would go around and then and then people are watching, screaming, singing, and not their phone, their hands are empty. Yeah. But that was so rare. Right. Which is insane because right. everyone else is just looking at their cell phone. And what's the purpose? You're not and even looking at the human being. Right. But also, you're not going to go back to watch it. No, that shit sucks. Like, it's right. like, just wait till fucking the doc from Netflix came out. Okay, whatever. Like, exactly. go home and watch that. Right. Like, that's going to be ill. Right. Like, or watch my stuff I post on Instagram. Because right. that shit's tight. Right. But it's like, why? And we'd always, let, like, make jokes about that where we'd be like, man, should we? You, f- you feel bad blocking a fan, like, to get a shot, right? But, like, if you're filming this shit, my I'm now priority so I'm so, like I'm gonna stand up here and get in your way I'm sorry about that but we're gonna get this shot and right. I'm gonna keep moving but people will get so mad about that shit and well they can deal with it right you know I'm like just come here and then live in the moment right like, cause my, you only get it one time my dad always says be where you are mm-hmm. I was like okay and when it's over it's over <laughs> yeah I get it let everyone know you're here right 
do your thing like right. enjoy the show right but yeah that's gotta suck not remember that i mean tickets weren't cheap back then okay they ain't now so exactly. it's like why you pay all this money just to watch your phone exactly it's weird it's no purpose yeah no someone purpose else did that for you get on youtube exactly so what's the when the film comes out is uh-huh. it supposed to be like a theater film yep oh shit mm-hmm. so how big is your role do you feel like you're in a lot of the movie yeah i'm as a supporting that's dope yeah mm-hmm. that's gonna be crazy yep, yep, is, yep. is it funny it is funny it's yeah. funny it's a it's a comedy about pickles so basically this man falls into this pickle brine and brines himself for like a hundred years he comes back all of a sudden and he's in brooklyn and now it's been gentrified and he's like <laughs> i want to create a pickle business and so then i am part of one of the people that help him create his pickle business oh that's dope and um bring it up do you like pickles no you don't no nope. i hate pickles i fuck with pickles luckily i never had to eat one on set really yeah how uh, well it's me and a, another guy and um he had to eat he eats the pickles he eats the pickles i just <laughs> watch him eat the pickles. damn you forget about that you like like say okay cool that dude has to eat the pickles you do multiple takes like you end up eating a lot of food okay and that's why i was glad i wasn't eating yeah, the pickle damn because i would have eat the pickle like 10 times <laughs> i don't want that pickle so that's gotta be pretty exciting like straight out the gate locked in a feature mm-hmm. what's your plans for like coming up are you trying to do more movies is that does that seem easier now that you've done one and it's like almost be it's probably easier once it's um, out but like i think how's that i work? would rather do like i'm i've been always saying like i want to do rupaul's biopic like mm. that's what i want to do or i want to do something that is more like tells a story about right. something you know yeah or it's very significant within culture or something i think one of the shows that i love right now is pose on fx you okay. know like i love stuff like that so i think it's stuff with substance yeah you know totally um i think eventually i do want my own talk show in some kind of capacity ellen yep talk show <laughs> variety show or something like That'd be that dope. and i think it's only because now that i watch her do it every single day you know and have a different view especially with being backstage it's just like i would love this where do you see that going do you think that it's going to be difficult to have like all the late shows all the stuff it's still on tv right like ellen's still on tv but she's also heavily on youtube obviously with her channel so it's like now that a majority of the youth Mm -hmm. are consuming their content Mm -hmm. through ipads on netflix and on stuff like this do you see that going to is there a world where you could do a talk show but it's living on YouTube or living on wherever yes and I've actually talked about this with other people it's just like people are all about convenience now super convenient you know and I think I would want the YouTube channel to live on maybe like Netflix like as a talk show where it was like every week we've already had everything filmed and right. every Monday you get the week's episodes yeah. and you can binge them all the end or mm-hmm. even every day a new episode is uploaded yeah. you know and th- and that's how you watch it you know it's like the possibilities like are endless with that shit like right. they can literally do whatever they want right it's th- they own it so mm-hmm. it's I think about, TV's dying out it's weird right it's dying out it's like I don't have time to be sitting at home watching TV but it's cool because like my mom will just flip it on because she knows that Ellen's gonna be on at whatever right. time and so she can do that while she's right. cleaning the house or doing whatever right she's but doing. I think the, I think that is a very unique case it's like Ellen been on for we were entering into uh, season 17 god damn like that's a long time that you know like time. you've already been attached to it yeah you know so how so how many episodes does that mean you have to make how many episodes are in a season oh I don't know like so you're just basically like I just have to make an episode a week for like three months straight mm-hmm. that's kind of like the gist of it like there's no like set amount that you have to create huh. nope we'll just go every week that's dope that's exciting. And my show is on, my show doesn't take a break. Right. So it's on every single week. 
365 days a year. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So. Does she? She's every week, right? Yes, but that's because we've already taped those extra. Right, yeah, right, right, right. You know, those evergreens. So very much like we did for my series. Damn. It's like evergreen those. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Man. Because well, you got to take a break somehow. Right. So then what do you got planned next? Like, what's your future like within this next year? What are you excited about? And like, what's, you know, the five-year plan? Obviously, you want to keep acting. Next, uh, I think I want to do some more like out on the field stuff. Mm. I'm very interested in, I think my biggest brand thing about me is that me and being relatable. Right. And me and connecting to the people. Yeah. I want to do more so like connecting to different type of people across even countries and stuff like that hmm. you know i want to get start diving more into culture i think what i want to do now with the food videos is like i've had my time critiquing food videos now i'm more interested in trying different foods that i may not think are good or may have you know apprehensive tour but now i may like it yeah if once somebody introduces to me and you know shows me what exactly what that food is you know so you could see yourself like creating something where you had to travel to try yeah. new shit. That'd yeah, be dope. do like little food tours, you know. <laughs> That'd be fucking sick, right? Yeah, go see stuff and right. eat for free, probably. Exactly. Like, Especially because like I'm from Kansas City, so I'm always like, I don't eat barbecue out of Kansas City, you know. Well, <laughs> let's go on a barbecue tour. Let's yeah. go see what other cities Damn. have to good barbecue. Yo, let me go with that's on <laughs> fire. That sounds fire. That'll be that'll be really sick. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, do you see yourself like with the fashion stuff? You mm-hmm. you said you got to go walk and do like right. that. Do you see yourself trying to get into that more? Oh, absolutely. I love fashion. Yeah, I love it. Listen, because I'm going to the premiere for Lion King next week, and I'm already working on that. Outfit. I believe that. But I think what I have learned is that I didn't necessarily like. I liked being a model, but I was more interested in the design part of it. Mm. Like I wanted to create the outfits right you know like i wanted to create it and put it on people and see how it flows yeah. down the runway and what it looks like so i think eventually i'm very interested in starting diving into like fashion partnerships and right. coming out with my own like line of something or something yeah. like that doing like little collaborations that's how old are you i am 23 <sighs> the world is your oyster my friend i know right that's i got plenty sick. of time hell yeah you do that's <laughs> tight that's so tight um, what's one one piece of advice that you would give yourself like five years ago mm. just trying to get into this? Maybe a shortcut or two that you've learned. I think my advice would be don't let anyone don't let anyone influence your belief in yourself based off of the limitations that they tell you that you have. Mm. I think that would be I think that was that's probably my Achilles heel is sometimes I don't know how to enter spaces with being who I am 100% because I think a lot of times I've had to like tone down who I was right. or you know uh, assimilate or something like that mm. so I love that that would be my advice shit that was great um yeah this is a wild ass story I know that's gotta be a trip it is what I mean that'd be a fun ride I like, know I didn't write a book <laughs> I'm sure you will <laughs> wait two or three more years that book will be thick like okay. crazy experiences right. damn well I appreciate you getting on the podcast this was dope of we course. um so we do like a Q&A ex- it's like a separate thing a Q&A experience or whatever so uh-huh. we'll do that on our Patreon thing but before we switch over there I always let my guests pick a hashtag right so uh-huh. basically what I'm gonna tell everyone to do is go to your Instagram okay okay, okay. tag me on that at Ben Rovers World okay. and then they're gonna put this hashtag that you pick and it can be whatever it is but this is for you and me to know like if we're ever scrolling through the, the feed and this might be a year from now uh-huh. you'll see this hashtag pop right. up so what do you want it to be Ooh, let me think yeah let me think let me think let me think let me think Ooh, this is hard it always is you just sprung this on me yep uh, that's right hashtag 
people pick the wildest shit sometimes and the dumbest shit too because they're just like i don't know <laughs> but we did good this was a solid ass hour i got it hashtag make it and break it Woo. why is that what'd you come because up because we made it yep and we only breaking expectations <laughs> damn Bro. Damn, I like Bro. that. All right, tight. Uh, how do you want them to find you online? Everything like that? You can find me on all social platforms at the Kalen Allen. And at your local motherfucking movie theater. Coming. Do you know when that's supposed to come out? Do they this know? fall. Oh, shit. Fall 2019. I'm going to pull up. That's going to be sick. Please do. Yeah, congratulations. That's amazing. <laughs> well, appreciate you coming on the show. We'll switch it over to the Q&A experience real quick. I got a couple questions from our community. Wonderful. That they want to ask you. But appreciate you coming, man. This was awesome. Of course. Thank Th- you. Yeah, shout out to Twitter for fucking that shit. Okay. <laughs> they did it for me. All right, dope. That's it for episode, I don't know. But uh, Kalen Allen was here with us today, and it was awesome. And uh, if you want to follow him on Instagram, Twitter, you can do so. Very active on the Twitter. I like he says some funny shit. Um, other than that, if you want to hear the extended Q&A experience on our Patreon account, you can get that right now. I got to ask him a few extra questions and our, our community got to ask him questions as well. Um, Patreon members are the only ones that get access to the Q&A experience. We just do that to show love for them supporting us there. So patreon.com slash black cream if you want to hear the rest of that interview. And uh, other than that, good luck on the contest. It's due August 25th, 11.59 Pacific time. Don't forget. Uh, and that's it. I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Um, should be good to everyone. Be good to someone today. If you're listening to this, be good to someone right now. Cool. All right, bye.